Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Tom Cheney, and this is Living Health Live. Joining me for the show and in our practice, Living Health Integrative Medicine, is my wife, Dr. Stephanie Cheney. Thanks for joining us. During this 30 minutes, Dr. Steph and I will provide information and instructions on how to live a better, healthier life, free of chronic diseases like diabetes, neuropathy, autoimmunity, pain and arthritis, and many more. This is your place to get valuable information about your health challenges, so feel free to check out our website at mylivinghealth.com. You can also sign up for our newsletter there, or you can call our office for an appointment at 410-216-9180. Let's get started. Today, we're going to be talking about how to boost your immune system naturally. In cold and flu season, it's right around the corner. And so many patients come in and they ask us what they can do to boost their immune system naturally and be proactive um, to get ahead of the cold and flu season. So, so we've got um, several different tips and, and strategies we want to share with you. So um, let's start off, Dr. Steph, by talking about some dietary changes. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's, I think, I think first let's address the whole idea of flu prevention, right? Because this is something, again, a lot of our patients come into, they ask us, they ask our nutritionists, you know, um, should I get the flu vaccine? Should I do this, that, and the other? Um, and it's interesting because the reality is, and this is what we see in our practice, this is what patients even report, is they, they go in and they get their, their annual flu vaccine, and then they end up with, you know, a really good wallop of a flu or some type of bronchitis or something like a couple months later. Well, how come that didn't work? Well, here's the deal. The flu vaccine only covers you for so many strains of the virus. Right. And there's hundreds, if not thousands, of strains of viruses out there that we're exposed to all the time. We are exposed to viruses all day, every day, every minute of the day. And so well, how come one day you get a flu, right? And the rest of the time, you don't. How come you can go into an office full of people that are all sick and you don't get sick? Um, so the, the key is, is prevention. Um, some people will prevent with a flu vaccine. Many people just don't want to take the vaccine. There's, there's, you know, a, a lot of controversy over vaccine, vaccine um, usage. So what we do is we look for natural alternative ways to keep the body healthy, so that you rarely get sick. Um, you will get sick if your system is run down. So um, some of the things to do to prevent getting sick is to keep the diet clean and I'll go over some of the dietary stuff and we'll get into some other things that you can do. Some of these are do's and don't do's, right? So to keep the immune system strong um, and to keep your energy high um, and to keep your immune system's ability to fight day in and day out to keep viral loads down in the body, um, what you want to do is eliminate some very important foods that actually suppress the immune system, block the immune system, um, and prevent the immune system from doing its job, weakens your system, whatnot. So, so we need to eliminate these damaging foods? Yeah. So some of these foods, and this is not just um, something you do when you get sick, right? Right. So we're not talking about treating the condition once you get to that point or trying to address getting through a flu quicker. We'll talk about that in a moment, but we're talking about day to day, this is what we should be doing. And of course, this happens to be most of the general tips we give to our diabetics to reverse diabetes, our autoimmune patients to go into remission for their autoimmune diseases, and generally just to be healthy. So um, first of all, eliminate refined carbohydrates and sugars. Sugar is a big competitor um, on binding sites to vitamin C. 
So what that means is it blocks your ability to use vitamin C um, as far as the white blood cells um, and staying healthy and fighting disease. And so if you just clog up the system with a pile of sugar that doesn't allow the nutrients that need to be taken into the cells to keep them strong and healthy and functioning and killing viruses, um, then you're going to end up in a boatload of trouble, right? Now, some people, when they think of sugar, they just think of, okay, that Snickers bar or <laughs> that Kit Kat or the jelly beans. What are some other sources of sugar? Yeah. So um, generally eating a quote unquote high carbohydrate diet is is getting too much sugar. So carbohydrate, um, sugar basically comes from carbohydrates. Carbohydrates have to be broken down, um, digested down. And what they do is they get digested down into sugar. So we're talking about, you know, the white flour products, the, the breads, the cakes, the pastries, pasta, pasta, granola, cereal, some of the stuff that we've been told is healthy. Um, any cereal, right? Pretty much any cereal. Um, and, you know, fruit juice, right? So we, we have patients that swear by drinking fruit juice throughout the day because the brand they have is organic. It's all natural. The problem is if you look at the label, you know, a serving is 20 to 50 grams of sugar. And so you're just, you know, might as well hook yourself up to an IV of sugar, basically. Um, so sugar is kind of a nightmare. And, um, you know, fruit is still sugar. Fruit juice is sugar. They're adding sugar to stuff. Even the ketchup you're using has added sugar, corn syrup, fruit, high fructose corn syrup, things like that. Honey is a sugar. Maple syrup's a sugar. So pick and choose your sugars wisely. We're okay with patients using a little bit of, you know, um, dark maple syrup or a little bit of raw honey to sweeten some things here and there, but you pretty much want to try to limit on a day-to-day -day basis your intake of carbohydrates. So Com if you're so if you're starting your day off with you know like the average person is probably having a bowl of oatmeal, maybe some fruit in that oatmeal, maybe some toast or some juice. Then yeah, it's, it's sugar, carbs, sugar, carbs, carbs, sugar. and carbs. You want to think more with what we call the plate rule. And we talk right. about it in our book, and we, we work on this with a, lo a lot of our patients. Um, and most of your main meals, and the, including breakfast, is protein and vegetables and fats. And that can be in pretty much any kind of combination you want as far as you know, a salad, a wrap, grilled food, a shake that is a high protein, high fat, um, moderate to low carb shake, um, breakfast blend, you know, type of thing. So you want to, you just want to make sure you're starting your day without the sugar. If you start with sugar, then what happens is you start on this sugar roller coaster and you end up craving sugar all day. And so that becomes a problem because now what you're doing is you're stressing the immune system. Anything that causes stress to the body, metabolic syndrome, diabetes, uh, you know, that could be triggered by elevated amounts of sugar will affect your immune system's ability to fight off and fend off of infection. Um, so we definitely want to uh, reduce the carbs. We want to reduce the processed foods, the sugars, any of the refined carbohydrates like we talked about. So think about anything in a box, the pastas, um, any of the breads, pastries, anything like that. That's where you're going to find those um, those carbs. Mm -hmm. And then what we want to do is we want to um, put in and replace these with, like Dr. Steph said, um, a, a shake for breakfast is really good, like a protein shake. So we do a powder. Um, that's something that we do regularly. So we'll do maybe um, pea protein um, or we'll do collagen protein and then mix that with some veggies with some water and blend that up. And that's, you know, that's a real quick and easy and healthy 
um, way to start your day. And then you can add some other immune-boosting foods and supplements. So um, your immune system runs on protein. So um, the, uh, the whole antibody, antigen, you know, the way that your immune system seeks out, detects, and alarms your system to attack and destroy an invader, it's all working with protein. So protein deficiency is not a good thing. And as we get up in age, um, one of the big issues nutritionally for the elderly is protein deficiency. Um, that's a huge problem. So you, but you want to make sure that you're, you're eating adequate amounts of healthy proteins. Um, good quality meat, so grass-fed beef and free-range poultry and chicken and things like that. Wild fish, wild salmon, really high in omega-3s. All of these grass-fed, wild-caught type, uh, type of meats or fish are high in omega-3s, and omega-3s are an immune-boosting, um, supportive nutrient. Um, but they're also good quality protein sources for you. Um, so uh, the other thing is, you know, there's... Um, uh, you know, just naturally in your kitchen without even adding extra supplements, which we'll get into later, there's natural foods that are also very good for killing viruses and bacteria and yeast and fungus, um, but also boosting the immune system. So things like um, garlic and onions. So, you know, if you're cooking vegetables, more often than not, there's going to be some garlic or onion component to it. If you're not cooking vegetables, you're probably not going to be getting garlic and onions. And that's, and other types of herbs like oregano that are really supportive for killing uh, foreign organisms. And so that also naturally can help keep the, the more herb that you can add um, and the fresher, the better, right? So you've got your oregano, thyme, dill. There's lots of different fresh herbs that you can get. Just chop them up and throw them indiscriminately into a salad. You don't have to be a fancy, you know, fancy French chef and making all these fancy sauces and herb blends and stuff. Just chuck them in and, and, mm -hmm. and eat them. Um, so yeah, not, making sure you're getting herbs, lots and lots of vegetables. You want to make sure um, you're getting adequate. We usually recommend with our plate rule that your main meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you're targeting for 75% of that plate to be vegetables. That's your sticks and leaves and your beautifully colored starch vegetables. Um, so kale, lettuce, Swiss chard, broccoli, cauliflower, zucchini, like just a variety of these things every single day in some form or another, even if you're just having to blend them into a shake. Some of our patients that hate vegetables, really just blend them into a shake, hide them in the protein. Um, but when you get that, you're getting so many nutrients that are immune boosting and just general good body health immune cell supporters, not even trying to boost just day to day good function, which should help keep your um, immune system strong and prevent the flu from kind of nabbing you. Right. Right. And so that's the foundation. Really, um, the dietary changes are, are the foundation. So let's talk about some supplements, so vitamins, minerals, um, nutritional supplements that we can specifically add to help boost our immune system. Yeah, I'm going to talk about um, some of these we actually have in our store. They're pretty easy to access um, out in the, the general world. You just want to make sure you're getting good quality stuff. We just did recently a, an episode on, on quality supplements versus some of, the, some of the garbage that's out there. So just be very discriminate about where you get your, your supplements. Um, but vitamin D is absolutely imperative. Um, in fact, there is some research out there that shows that optimizing vitamin D levels acts as a broad vaccine 
to prevent flus and illnesses because what it does is it generally supports the component, the parts of the immune system that keep viral loads down, that can attack, that can destroy, that can defend. And so keep optimizing your vitamin D levels. And so we usually recommend for people especially, and here's what happens, right? The best way to get vitamin D is through naturally exposing your skin to sun. We make it ourselves. We do that all summer long. Right? Most people are running around t-shirts, but we're wearing a lot of sunblock these days. And most people are working through the summer also and they're under fluorescent lights all day. So we're not getting as much vitamin D as maybe, you know, a hundred, two hundred years ago when we would have been working the land pretty much out there, you know, in our gardens and whatnot, not wearing any sunblock. But then we go into fall and winter. And we've got the stress of the upcoming season. We're back to school, back to work, the grind. The sun, sunny days are getting shorter. You're for sure not getting adequate amounts of vitamin D. It's so important to supplement with vitamin D, especially through the fall to winter months. Because when people get depleted is usually by the time January, February hits, that's when everybody's getting sick after the holidays, and they've burned through their vitamin D if they're not taking it. And we, we measure vitamin D with every patient that walks in our office, and everyone is low, mm-hmm. even some that are su- supplementing. Right. So we usually recommend about anywhere from 2,000 to 6,000 international units a day of vitamin D, which is higher than the RDA, and that's to maintain an optimal amount. All right, so that's vitamin D. Let's... Um so we've talked about dietary changes. We've talked about immune-boosting supplements. We went through vitamin D. We're going to get into more of the supplements when we get back. We're also going to talk about sleep. We're going to talk about exercise. And we're going to talk about some of these other um, additional steps to boost your immune system naturally. Also, um, check out our, our website at mylivinghealth.com. And then our nutritional store is livinghealthmarket.com. And we're talking about natural ways to boost your immune system. Now, if you're new to Living Health Live, welcome. Uh, Make sure you check out our website at mylivinghealth.com for previous episodes of our show. We've got episode topics like natural thyroid solutions, stem cell regeneration, um, men's health and erectile dysfunction solutions. We talk about natural supplements, diabetes reversal, detoxing, and so much more. So check it out at mylivinghealth.com. Now, back to our show of um, how to boost your immune system naturally. Um, we're talking about this because the cold and flu season is right around the corner. We've talked about dietary changes, and now we're, um, we're talking about immune-boosting supplements. So we left off talking about vitamin D. Yep. And so we're going to pick up with talking about vitamin C. So um, this is another nutrient that we test on a lot of our patients. Uh, we actually test uh, for vitamin C levels in the body through a urine test that we do, which is a little different for some people. Um, but it's a functional test that lets us know. And I will tell you, I think, I don't know, people just forgot to take vitamin C every day or something. Um, or they're just not taking really good amounts of it or you know, they're taking it sweetened with sugar, like in those little chewable things. So mm-hmm. you're gonna, like we said, you know what sugar does, it blocks the, the use of vitamin C. Um, so, but vitamin C is super important. You want to be getting good 500 to uh, anywhere from 500 to 2000 milligrams a day. Um, it is one of those things that if you do feel the onset of a flu coming, what we tell our patients to do is to boost up the vitamin C. We have a really good one called bio C that you can find on our website that has bioflavonoids and herbs mixed in, and it's very easy on the stomach. Um, but you want a target to get about a thousand milligrams every couple hours for up to five days or 
shorter if you have had alleviated symptoms. What that does is it gets a big jump on it right away as far as now we're now we're talking about really hyper boosting your immune system. Um, vitamin C also has antifungal, antiviral properties. So if you've got high amounts of vitamin C circulating through the system, it can help wipe out some of those, those nasty critters that we're um, trying to get rid of. Um, interestingly enough, more often than not, the, the symptoms of the flu um, they should only last about four to five days, anywhere from 24 hours to up to five days. Anyone that's sick for longer, because we get patients that get sick for like two or three weeks, what they've done is they've, they're, they're so suppressed with their immune function that they were barely able to stave off the flu and now are succumbing to other bacterial infections like bronchitis, pneumonia, things like that. And so, again, a flu should maybe last 24 to 48 hours, maybe up to you know five to seven days max. Um, ironically, some of the flu medications that are out there that people take over the counter, they uh, will claim to be able to help you clear up your flu symptoms within seven days. Um, well, it should only last less than seven days anyways, and if you do some of these natural things, it should be you know 24 to 48 hours. So your immune system can do a better job. Yeah, <laughs> and we're just going to talk about how to help it. There's a couple different things that help with um, boosting the immune system or taking pressure off the immune system to keep it strong. Um, one is called monolaurin. Um, we talked a little bit about this in our coconut oil episode. But monolaurin is extracted from coconut oil. It's a lauric acid and some other fatty acids. And they have been shown in the research to be very effective at killing viruses, bacteria, yeast, even bacteria like MRSA. So that is um, antibiotic-resistant um, uh, infections. And so super powerful. Um, and we recommend our patients just stay on it as, a, as an ongoing thing all year long, but if at the very least you can remember to take it from August through to February, you'll get through the worst of the worst as far as being exposed to viruses. Another one is colloidal silver. Um, you can pick this up almost anywhere at any health food store or online, and colloidal silver is a liquid form um, of the metal silver, and it is a natural antibacterial antiviral. So it can be taken internally. Um, there's also, you know, you can buy it in cream form to put on cuts and stuff like that to, to help keep the outside um, disinfected. So that's something that can be taken um, on an ongoing basis to keep the viral loads down. So if you if you have, if you're taking mono and vitamin C and vitamin D and colloidal silver through the quote-unquote flu season, um, there's no reason why the, the, uh, the bugs will, will grow to the point where you're actually succumbing. Um, another one that we have that we actually sell in our office and on our store is called humic acid. And this is an interesting supplement. It's basically um, from seaweed and fruits, and this is a naturally occurring, um, uh, almost a source of mineral, if you will, from soil that's been compressed for millions of years. Ferment fermentation through bacteria of these, you know, degrading these fruits and plant, you know, stuff falls on the ground, and it turns into this unbelievably rich. Um, very, very immune boosting and supporting um, uh, supplement support. It also helps uh, uh, our cells uptake our nutrients, so it makes it uh, much more easy for the cells to actually use and uh, uptake the nutrients we're giving them. Um, and the other thing, it's also been found in research humic acid to be antiviral. So once again, you've got something that can help um, with that as well. And of course, the omega-3, so we're always recommending fish oil. A good B-complex is important because you're, um, if your system, if your body is stressed or under a lot of stress, B vitamins help support the system better. And so that's 
those are some basic, easy supplements that people can find um, that they can take proactively to help prevent, or they can take in higher doses to help sort of overcome things quicker. Okay, great. So we went through the dietary changes, went through some uh, supplements. Now we're going to talk about sleep, and we have you know patients that come in and. Um, there's just so frequently um, we hear patients that are not sleeping well, whether it's not um, getting to sleep or staying asleep. And restful sleep is so important to overall health because that is when your body is going to heal. Yeah, once in a while you might go through a period where you just don't sleep well, right? There's a bad storm, it's really loud, <laughs> you can't stay asleep, you're, you're sensitive to sound or something. But we do have people that come to see us and they, they've spent their whole lives since college sleeping four hours a night and they think that's perfectly a-okay. Um, and it's not. Uh, research shows that you need at least a good average of eight hours a night per sleep uh, uh, for sleep in order to help regenerate, rebuild, and repair. That's your that's your immune system's time to basically get itself together, take the proteins and nutrients that you've been consuming throughout the day, and use that to replenish the immune cell stores and um, you know repair glands and things like that. So that's a really really important thing. Um, and so one of the things that um, you know we live in a very wired society. It's very hard to shut things down. Um, light in the face, light through the eyes, directly into the eyes at night prevents you from secreting melatonin, which is your natural sleep hormone. So it, it actually tricks your brain into thinking it's daylight, it's daytime, and so you don't get that natural drowsy sleep cue. And so watching TV, having a TV in your room, having a, a tablet, or people use their laptops in bed, that light coming out of the laptop into your eyes can actually help you help prevent you from getting a full night's sleep. So you may either have difficulty um, shutting down and going to sleep, or this might be the reason why you're popping up at three in the morning every morning and you're wide awake and ready to go because you didn't secrete enough melatonin to keep you knocked out for eight hours. So that's that's a potential issue. So we recommend, you know, if your target is to be asleep by 10, 11 o'clock, you know, a couple hours before, start shutting things down. Don't have any electronics in the bedroom you know, read by indirect light so it's not shining in your face and you'll, you'll get a much better sleep. Um, and then, uh, of course, now we move on to some other tips. Uh, well, let me add one more thing there. Yeah. So we talked about the uh, sleep. One of the best things I've done in the past six months is um, started sleeping with a sleep mask. So that really knocks out and blocks out all those, um, any light from anywhere. And I take this with me when I travel. Um, it comes with earplugs. I put those plugs in. I put the mask on, on <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> so, um, so I've never slept with one before uh, six months ago. But you know, because you know, I'm very sensitive to light. Um, I don't like electronics, like in the bedroom or um, you know, just the light coming in from outside. So, so that blocks out everything. And I've had some really great night sleep since I've started doing that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So we talked about um, the supplements, sleep. Now we're going to get on to exercise. Yeah, so exercise, then this has definitely been backed by research, helps reduce the risk of cold or viral infections. So exercise is a form of stress, and if you do it the right way, um, so short bursts of, of high-intensity exercise, it actually helps stimulate and boost the immune system. You don't want to be exercising for hours and hours and hours and hours. So people will get on a treadmill and they think, you know, the next level is to add time. 
right? So I'm going to work my way from 30 minutes on the treadmill to 45 to 50 to, and we've had patients come in and they're working an hour and a half before bed. Now they're not sleeping well. I wonder why, but also you're actually starting to create too much stress. And if you overstress the system too much, then you're taking that energy away and the nutrients away from supporting immune cell defense. So, but exercise is definitely important. Um, it does give a boost to the immune system. Um, and that will, ultimately uh, help keep the bacterial and viral loads down as a preventative measure. So when you're looking at exercise, we want to consider uh, interval type training. Mm-hmm. Um, interval type training, like Dr. Steph said, it's it's short bursts of high intensity and then going back to low intensity. So why don't you just give an example of what that would look like? Okay, so um, it could be like a, a high intensity cardio. So you could be on a stationary bike, do a warm up for a couple minutes, um, and then crank the resistance on the stationary bike up to as high as you can handle and try to bike as fast as you can. So we've got high resistance and high speed for 30 seconds. And then you would back it down to no resistance and slow it down to just catch your breath for a couple minutes. And if you do those high peaks and um, nice two minute sort of rest periods, uh, if you can get in four to six of those, maybe two to three days a week, you've got easy, easy 20 minute workouts that actually that you reap the benefits of for days. It's very good for metabolism, cardiovascular system, the brain and again, your immune system. Um, you can also rotate in resistance work. So on the non-cardio days, you can pick a few body parts and do some high intensity sort of rotations of those exercises over the course of a 20, 25, 30 minute period, and then stretch and you're done. You just don't need to work out really more than 25 to 30 minutes to get good, um, good adequate results that won't overstress the system. Okay, so we got a couple minutes left. Let's um, let's go through a, a few additional steps to boost your immune system naturally. So, uh, one of the things that we provide in our office is chiropractic adjustments, which definitely has been proven to boost the immune system and and get your nervous system functioning at a higher level. Absolutely, research, and there are several studies out there to show this um, that adjustments, especially to the neck and mid back area, physically increase the white blood cell count after the adjustment. We're talking by thousands of numbers of cells. And so those are your fighter cells, the the killer cells, basically. So those uh, killer cells actually increase in number when you get adjusted. And so um, one of the things we tell our patients, the second you feel like you're coming down with something, come into the office and we'll give you an adjustment. Thank goodness I'm married to a chiropractor. (laughs) I'm at home. I'm like, I might feel like I might be coming down with something. And then we just get an adjustment right at home. So convenient for me. Um, Another thing to do to boost the immune system naturally as far as behavioral things is to manage stress. This is where the fall into the winter season gets really tough for people because it's back to school. The kids are back to school. There's the programs are starting up. They've got programs, church, things, holidays, parties, stuff's happening, lack of sleep, running around like a maniac. And this constant high pace, high pace, high pace, it's just out of control. And then lo and behold, right before Christmas, you're about to serve Christmas dinner and you're, you know, in the can with the flu or something. So you, you've got to just sort of plan, like look a couple months ahead and just learn how to say no to some things so that you can keep your sleep in, your exercise in, your supplements, your food. You can keep it all controlled. All right. So we've been talking about how to boost your immune system naturally. Um, cold and flu season is right around the corner. 
So we talked about dietary changes. We talked about immune-boosting supplements. Many of them where you can, you can pick them up on our web store at livinghealthmarket.com. We also talked about getting adequate restful sleep. We talked about regular exercise, and then we went through the chiropractic adjustment and managing your stress. So you've been listening to Living Health Live with me, Dr. Tom, and Dr. Stephanie Cheney of Living Health Integrative Medicine in Annapolis. And remember, our goal is to reverse 1 million cases of type 2 diabetes by 2020. You can live your life free of diabetes, fatigue, joint pain. So visit our website at mylivinghealth.com. The information on this show is intended as educational information only. The information given here is designed to help you make informed decisions about your health and is not intended as a substitute for any medical treatment.